0: Hello and welcome to Podspot, the UK's only HubSpot-themed podcast. A regular look at the latest updates from HubSpot and practical hints and tips directly from the mouths of HubSpot users and partners. After an extended Christmas break, we are back and excited for 2023 with loads of new HubSpot features being rolled out and some incredibly exciting new client opportunities for Carmen Digital. Today, we're going to have a look at how HubSpot service hub can support enterprise level customer service teams and allow them to deliver a world-class customer experience. I'm delighted to be joined yet again on the podcast by Matt Wood, Head of Digital with Carmen Digital. Uh, Do we go as far as saying friend of the show? Matt, you're on very regularly, but uh, as ever a font of knowledge, how are you doing?
1: I, I'm, I'm good thanks Ian. Yeah I do feel like friend of the show now but it's always a, it's always a pleasure being on Podspot so you know I'm, I'm happy with that title. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you've just got to own it, you've got to own it. Um, so Service Hub, where shall we start? I guess um, look you, you're on the front line I suppose dealing with a lot of our clients and in the kind of HubSpot community so um, yeah like what are the what are the kind of common pain points I guess that you're hearing from customer service leaders uh
1: and customer service teams right now sure yeah, so um as you can imagine, there are numerous issues that I hear on a regular basis right now from from service teams uh, you know by far, I would say the biggest pain point I'm hearing right now would be just the sheer volume of customer interactions that come into to teams of this sort of the enterprise level size um really um you know i think this is been aspirated by you know post pandemic and the whole pandemic era where everything went digital people started to jump onto more digital channels which just naturally has increased the the volume and different types of um inquiries and interactions that a business has with with customers now. So um, there's this increased volume and um you know with more and more customers you know, accessing digital channels, teams are really struggling to to keep up with the influx of messages and requests that are coming through. Um, I'd say so that's one that's one big area that I'm hearing quite a bit. Another pain point I guess at the moment is the need for quick and accurate responses from customer service teams so customers expect now customers expect this immediate assistance to happen you know um, people are really put off by having to email a business uh, you know if you you know you go to a contact page or a help section on a website and you know you're asked to email info or support at it's like you just know that you're not going to get a response there for a while you know it could be a day it could be a week depending on who the company is but so so customers expect this immediate interaction now and you know and it's the same with forms you know forms used to be you know well they still are a a big way to get in contact with a lot of of companies but people are put off by forms you
0: know yeah there's there's a thing i think people kind of more wary now aren't they about giving up their data on that sort of thing and worried about how it's going to uh, be used rather but also you look at i guess um, examples like first uh, first direct in the banking sector or others where They're actually, uh, they're kind of leading in terms of their proposition and and why people should buy into them with, you know, look, you speak to a human being, you get a response quickly, we deal with your your inquiry quickly. And arguably some of the stuff, I guess, that that did work before um, now doesn't. So some of that kind of slick automation to make people feel like they're they're being listened to, they're being dealt with appropriately and quickly is now kind of a bigger focus than it has been.
1: Yeah, definitely. People expect now um to be that that their inquiry is acknowledged at least you know if you, if you haven't got like even an auto responder to you know to um to to someone filling out a form or emailing you then you know you, it's it's just not good enough for a lot of a lot of customers um now yeah um,
0: and it's 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 also i think fair to say isn't it that um you know one of the main drivers now for certainly long-term sustainable business growth is having like an exceptional customer experience and it's easy isn't it or, or rather i suppose it, it's easy to focus on the front end of that you know how do you attract uh, customers how do you onboard them and how do you close out a sale whatever that might be uh, and maybe actually it's easy to forget look how do we then look after customers and how do we differentiate ourselves by how we look after our customers and how do we turn those people into kind of evangelists for our brand, people who are going out there spreading that word of mouth, where maybe some of the more traditional kind of digital marketing stuff has died off a little bit in terms of you know massive ad campaigns, certainly for some businesses in more high involvement uh, sales uh, sectors. That kind of uh, that 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 customer service aspect has a real part to play in in that overall customer experience.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and the thing is, customers are now seek, seeking more personalized, bespoke interactions with businesses. You know, they want you know, customers want to feel special even when they they've got an issue. You know, well, actually, especially when they've got an issue. You know, they want to know that the company they've spent a lot of money on or they're paying uh, actually care about them and and the issues and problems they have with the product or the service. You know. <laughs>
0: And it's funny that actually, isn't it? Because often, you know, if you buy a product or or take a service, whatever it might be from a company, and it all goes really well, you probably don't tell that many people about it. But if something goes wrong, and the company then deals with it really well, I'll go out and tell 5, 10, 20 people how well they dealt with my problem. And actually, I've become more enthusiastic about them because they've dealt with the problem so well.
1: Yeah, a lot of business, businesses now actually live or die by the uh, the quality reviews that come in, um, especially you know the negative reviews. If if a company's got a lot of online negative reviews, you know, you think about you know Trustpilot, Google, um, even on social media, then it can really just put a lot of people off instantly, and you know, it can really have a detrimental effect to to um, you know bringing in a new business. So it, it the Keeping current customers happy is just as important as providing a great experience to um, to leads and prospects at the, at the other end of the funnel as well. So it's, uh, it's really important.
0: And it's also upsell opportunity, isn't it, right? You know, you don't often just sell to a customer once, particularly lots of, certainly lots of the businesses we deal with, right? It's repeat business. So how do you encourage those people to continue to buy from you? Well, you know, looking after them when they have queries, questions, complaints, whatever it might be. Is also an upsell opportunity. It's not just a, a managing downside risk opportunity.
1: Yeah, exactly that. It's um, uh, it, you know, it's much easier to generate new revenue from current customers and current relationships that you have than it is to 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 bring in uh, revenue from new customers. So you know, there's there's a, often a huge um, untapped resource for a lot of businesses. Um, you know, with happy customers and happy clients already. So um, having a strategy having the systems in place to be able to nurture those relationships with current clients and, and, up, and upsell at the same time. Um, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's on the enterprise level it is hundred percent needed and need to be put in place. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. So look, a, a lot of this is, 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 easy to say, right. And I don't think anyone listening to this is going to disagree with anything we've said so far, but I, I guess the the, the, the more difficult thing is solving some of those problems. So, um, in your view how does how does hubspot start to kind of help with some of those problems how does service hub i guess
1: in particular start to address those kind of pain points for a business sure okay so um i say one of the best things about HubSpot's service hub hubspot in general is 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 the fact that it allows you to actually connect up all your various um, service channels into into this one universe, universal inbox tool so i think you know uh, shared inboxes that the service team are working from, forms, uh, like inquiry forms, um, live chat, chatbot functionality, WhatsApp, uh, Facebook Messenger, social media channels, all of these conversations now um, can actually be routed into this single uh, user interface in which the whole team ha- now has access to and can reply directly to in this system as well. So it, it really does um, cut down... Um, a lot of the sort of waiting time for customers and it allows this um transparency and alignment across the team where you know uh, you know we we come across businesses that uh, that you know they're working from outlook or gmail or they're actually working from the personal inboxes or they're working from shared inboxes and often they're working in silos and you know, it's it's very difficult for the team to really gel together if you know someone's off or you know um it, one of the team members is, um, you know, not in the office or away to have access to this other area of the business. And one, of, one of the other great things about HubSpot Service Hub is, um, it's ticketing and automation system, um, which essentially is a fully automated pipeline where, uh, teams can manage customers through, uh, through an actual service process, you know? So, um, the great thing about, especially on the enterprise level and higher levels of HubSpot, is the ability to actually split out pipelines into different offerings. So you can create multiple pipelines for different processes you might have internally, which often is the case with larger service teams, is that you have different inquiries coming in, different product offerings, and different teams who deal with different clients. So you you can start to uh, to split those out and organize those with additional pipelines. Um, But the the automation bit is what's really key, because what it allows you to do is start to automate internal and, more importantly, external comms as somebody moves through that pipeline. So you can automate things to happen on any part of the pipeline, any stage, any stage of the process. So you can keep customers in the loop on where they are, but also you can notify the right people internally when something's happened or if you need to pass something on to them. So again, it increases um, transparency, but increases collaboration internally um, when, you know, when something needs to be actioned or, or something um, something's happened. Um, so, um,
0: j- sorry, just o- on that, just going back to something you said a second ago then. Um, you know, if I'm running a customer service team and I've got w- whatever it is, 10, 20 people who are kind of answering emails, uh, Web, uh, web uh, issues that have come through forms or, or or just the phone or whatever it might be. I might have sort of ten or twenty sort of generalists, I suppose, who might work across all of our products or revenue lines or whatever it might be. Are, are we saying that some of the tools within Service Hub actually would allow you to create some specialists within that team on certain product lines or whatever it might be to say, okay, if 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 a lead comes in it can automatically be re- routed to that person to give A, the customer uh, the best possible experience and deal with the problem quickly, but also from a, a kind of, um, I guess, team management perspective, I've got people in seat who know everything there is to know about a particular product line, and they actually don't need to know about maybe some of the other things we do.
1: Yeah, exactly that. So again, it comes as part of the automation in HubSpot is that, yeah, you can you can set um, routing uh, up and, and rules around routing in any way you want really on a sort of individual basis but also on a team basis, uh depending on um the specialities in that team, uh definitely. So everything you said is, is correct there Ian, yeah, it's uh routing can be um as simple or as advanced as you want to make it within HubSpot. But again, it's all around creating the best customer experience. So if you know is it's routing the right inquiry to the right person at the right time and that's what you can do.
0: And can can you prioritize any of that stuff so you know if i'm looking at again you know what are my most high priority kind of customer inquiries or or complaints or you know the ones that i absolutely need the guys jumping on and dealing with is there a way of saying look these are the absolute screamers these ones arguably can wait a little bit longer
1: yeah so you know there's the ability to um to set a priority level for for different tickets depending on um you know the for example you can recognize if it's come from a certain company you might highlight that as being a more high priority ticket than you know a, a different set of companies for example and you, you can use data fields and interesting ways to set priority levels as well um so yes uh, the other the other area as well is around um which i think is quite a unique way of doing this is around one of the things you can do in hubspot is run like nps score surveys um CSATs, um surveys um so if you've got a, a client that's put um a customer that has put a, 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 a ticket in an inquiry in um, and they've got a low NPS score for example in the past they've given them quite a low score you can trigger that as a higher priority ticket to deal with so you give them a better customer service uh, a better level of customer service going forward
0: yeah, so actually as part of that process you can try and improve your overall kind of NPS scores or whatever it might be by pulling those people up that's quite interesting
1: yeah people. exactly that you, you can set you know you can set alerts notifications that will that will have, that will flag those particular tickets coming from those lowest scoring, um, clients or, or, customers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Nice. Okay. So if we, do you want to, do you want to just dive out back out of the detail a little bit, because I, I could probably ask loads of questions on this because I think it's really interesting and, and, and a massive opportunity for businesses. But I guess, you know, if, if you're someone listening to this, maybe, uh, your sales and marketing teams operate on HubSpot or whatever it might be. Um, where does, I guess, a service team or, or a customer service kind of leader within a business, where do they start in terms of kind of trying to move a team across onto HubSpot? What are the kind of general considerations? What should you be thinking about?
1: Sure, yeah. Well, just, just like any sort of large-scale platform migration or any, any sort of platform migration, it's all about the planning and and the timeline, the framework you put in place to allow for that smooth transition. And that's what you're aiming for at the end of the day. You don't want it to be this horrible Drawn out, um, terrible experience of, of moving your team from from whatever system you're using at the moment to HubSpot. You want it to to, to play out as smooth as possible. So uh, planning is important. Um, I'd say first of all, it's it's really important. Um, to just make sure that you're mapping out processes um, properly um, and how you currently work as a team and how you want those processes to look like and work on HubSpot as well. So um, it's important to ask certain questions like, um, you know, what sort of pipelines would you use? Uh, What are the stages an inquiry goes through? Uh, How do you route those inquiries, like we talked before about routing? Uh, And what other systems come into play post-service process? You know, it's really important to remember... That a lot of enterprise-level uh, businesses have all sorts of different systems in their tech stack that that, um, that need to be potentially plugged into HubSpot, um, you know, for for the service process to work and you know for certain inquiry types and jobs. So um, it's important to think about how they fit into the the overall picture as well. Um, you know, by gathering all of the the requirements in the first place, this really allows you to plan out the the migration. And the move onto HubSpot properly. Um, Data is is an important one to to really think about. Um, Now it could be the case that you're using or your marketing and sales team might already use HubSpot which is great because all your customer data, prospect data, um, supplier data potentially will already already sit on the platform so you don't really have to move over a huge amount of of data from, from whatever system you're using at the moment. However, if you are simply, you know, that data doesn't currently sit in the portal, you just have to think about um, how you're going to format that data. It's a good time to cleanse it. It's a good time to tidy it up and, and just and, and kind of think about the architecture and how you want that to look in the system um, when, you, when you move that across. Um, I, I'd say the, the final point here is also around user adoption. Um, and getting your team on board with using a brand new system, which is always a it's always an uphill battle um you yeah, for any for any large team moving from one system to another especially if you've been you know you've've you've been using a certain process or set of systems for for a long time so um creating a, a user adoption uh, plan or a change process plan um, sorry a change management process um will really help with moving the team across as well and providing the right training and more importantly, involving the team throughout the entire process as well, not just kind of um, shoving them off to the side and just take, you know, the the sort of managed customer service management, just taking ownership is important to involve everybody and get um, from everybody that's going to be a stakeholder or a user of the system as well throughout the process. So training and involving the team is really important.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? That uh, I guess, um, yeah, you know, some of the thought processes, okay, how are we going to move from one system to the other? uh, And seeing that as a kind of a, a job to be done almost, you know, a bit of a negative. But actually, from what you're saying there, it's also an opportunity to kind of go, okay, look, how are we working at the moment? How could that be improved? And I guess working with someone. You know, with a a detailed understanding of how Service Hub works, helping to understand what the opportunities are with the tools within Service Hub to actually not just simply move over to HubSpot because there's some benefits there in being aligned with sales, marketing, or whatever it might be, but actually to optimise your processes to make things easier to allow you to scale up the number of inquiries you can handle without scaling up headcount and 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 do some more interesting work.
1: Yeah, yeah, because it can. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it can seem. You know, quite daunting to move across, but really, yeah, you do have to look at the the positives and what the the outcome will be at the end of the process. That you'll you'll be, you'll be moving onto this sort of modern um, service desk platform that will it's really going to save your team a load of time and energy and allow them to do their job and provide that high quality experience in in a lot smoother way than it probably is in the current system you're using if you're using a system at all. You know. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's just about finding the positives in the in the project, I guess. And if
0: um, if your sales and marketing teams are running on HubSpot and you're moving over, you know, I, I know from from experiences with with clients, you know, as a as a customer service rep or, or or whoever it might be answering those those questions or queries, you know, if you can log on and you've got all that data to hand in terms of what product they bought or what, or what service they bought, you know, what's the journey they've been on, who have they been dealing with, just to have that background heads up when that person's communicating with you a makes you look really good because you know all the history but also allows you to kind of do your job better because you're not jumping around between different systems trying to find information and working out what these people bought how long they've had it you know what their usage has been whatever it might be
1: oh yeah definitely i mean i would say that um that is is one of the usps of of using hubspot over other platforms out there because yeah there's, there's plenty of other other service desk platforms out there that are well established you think like zendesk or um you know uh, zoho service desk or, or whatever yeah there's loads of them out there but one of the usps of of hubspot is it allows this um uh, cohesive experience for both the customer service team and the customer because it, it allows you to bring the data together that um, you know that's been collected already through marketing and sales um, and it allows service teams to actually have a full view of all the different activities, interactions, conversations that they've had throughout the ha- the, the whole timeline of, of interacting with the company. So you have this extra level of context, I would say that you might not have if um, say your, CR- your CRM system is completely separate from, from your service desk system. Yeah. Um, so,
0: so it's a much, it's a much richer conversation, I guess, from a customer service perspective, isn't it? But also, um, back to what we were talking about earlier, that then makes it easier for someone in customer service to identify an opportunity and then play that back into whether it's a marketing requirement, if they're spotting that these uh, these issues are cropping up, they might play that back into the product team or the marketing team, or there might be a sales opportunity with the with the individual which they can very easily, I guess, tag sales teams in within HubSpot and pull them back in onto a deal or whatever it might be. But that kind of feedback loop then continues, right?
1: Oh uh, yeah, exactly. You know, it breaks down the barriers um, between all the different business functions to a certain extent. So, um, the I mean, we always talk about marketing and sales alignment as being you know the main sort of alignment you need to sort out initially. But you know, service um, service marketing and sales alignment is is also important as well. So the service team shouldn't be overlooked because giving the service team access to all of the data marketing and sales are sharing between each other is just going to enable better conversations and um, it's going to create a better customer experience you know down the line when the you know if someone calls up the 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 rep knows exactly what products and services they've bought um, any issues they've had in the past um, and the previous conversations that have been had by other reps and, and other other people in the business it just it's just going to be a better experience for that individual so uh, yeah. so um,
0: I, I guess in the same vein then you know if that's the uh that's the nirvana which is uh, you know everything's in hubspot everyone's using it it's all aligned fantastic there are situations aren't there and, and we come across them uh, where you know in in specific sectors or specific use cases or what, whatever it might be there are systems within any business's tech stack that can't be replicated or brought into hubspot or or you know you you start to reach the edges of of hubspot's kind of abilities I'm thinking, you know, some of our recruitment clients who use very specific kind of recruitment software or some of our um, plant kind of manufacturing type clients where there's, you know, whatever it might be that there's systems in there um, where we just can't replicate that stuff in HubSpot. So how do you deal with that stuff? How do you create some of the same benefits that we've just talked about when there is a, a, a kind of, um, you know, there are other systems that need to play?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, um, if you take a, an enter- enterprise level business, you know, there could potentially be, that business could be using hundreds of of different, uh, you know, different platforms for various different, you know, uh, for different business functions, various different activities and tasks and things that happen within the business. So yeah, it can be, be quite hectic. And the, you know, the great thing about HubSpot, obviously, is that it sits on this open API framework, which really makes it very easy to to integrate with uh, any other system that has an API, essentially. So, um, and, and that's, you know, that's can be that can be done through a custom built integration or through, you know, the use of middleware systems like, you know, Zapier, for example. Um, but also the great thing about HubSpot is it has this marketplace as well of uh, pre-built third party apps. So a lot of the most popular tools and software have that already have some sort of connection Um, that is, is it sort of click and play, you know, from the marketplace. So, um, you know, the the, only downside of that is obviously a lot of them are quite lightweight in terms of what what they can do and automate, but there's a starting point there if you just need to do a quick connection between, um, sort of the most popular systems and platforms that are out out there, but yeah, there's, there's obviously there's gonna be a lot of, like you say, in a lot of bespoke, um, pieces of software, um that businesses will be using and um hubspot is this is the great thing about hubspot is that it's it's ready to be it's ready to open to connect with um a lot of these different systems um yeah yeah Yeah.
0: okay so i mean if you're if you're working with clients and you're kind of looking at um service teams or you know some of the enterprise level clients that we deal with and they're you know, whatever multinationals or their sales teams in different locations or whatever it might be. Are, are there some things that you, you sort of think, I mean, we've touched on it already, but, uh, you know, there's some obviously some really well-known kind of platforms in the space, Zendesk being the one that, that always kind of comes to mind. But, you know, is there anything when you sit down with clients that you're just thinking, OK, there, there are some real two or three kind of key points here as to why HubSpot is is a better solution for these guys?
1: Um. Well, like like I mentioned before, the hundred percent, the HubSpot is a um, the unique selling point of HubSpot is that um, single source of truth, having uh, you know collating the data across the whole business into one one platform, and then um, giving access to that data to all the various different teams, that, to the service team, uh, so they can have more contextual um, conversations. Yeah, there, there aren't many other platforms out there that could offer that single source of customer data at the fingertips of you Know of the service team, um, uh, you know, and there's also, I, I mean, the great thing about HubSpot as well is its um, a selection of um, sort of front end tools as well, which enable the customer journey to be a lot more seamless. So, things like the knowledge base, which is you know, um, a purpose built, um, advanced FAQ section, uh, where you, you know, you can build that out to answer basic questions, um, provide any answers to basic questions before, uh, customers are actually getting in touch with the service team. So, you know, you can use it as a triage really to stop you know, all those little inquiries coming in that do take lots of manual time to get back to where they could just be answered on a, on a page, but there's also new tools that, you know, HubSpot have recently, recently released like, um, customer portals. So, um, uh, so, you know, a customer, once they put a ticket in, they can sign up and create a login and uh, get access to all of their tickets and reply directly to their their, um, service tickets within a portal environment itself. So it's not all contained over email. It can be done through the platform now itself. And just, again, enables a better experience um, for, uh, for the customer. I was going
0: to say, that's quite nice, actually, giving the customer kind of transparency and almost giving them control over their own kind of journey through that system right because I think that's where we all feel neglected by businesses if we just feel out of control we're not being treated how we want to so actually some sort of portal where you're logging in you can see the progress of your ticket you're getting those kind of automated updates whatever it might be you can just see how it how it makes a massive difference can't you
1: um, yeah, I mean, if you're on a page that's just, that's literally it's answering your question, but it's also got a chat bar at the bottom, mm-hmm. which you you know you can engage with. You can get instant answers back, and it you know it can route you to the right team, or it can give you uh, it can serve up a knowledge base answer. Um, and then you've also got access to the customer customer portal, and you've got access to maybe um, a, a set of inquiry forms as well. You know, it gives you different avenue. It gives the customer different avenues to go down, um, depending on what they feel comfortable with, and gives them the choice.
0: Yeah. So just just on the back of that then, um, I guess we've talked a lot about kind of that that customer journey and how they might be served and some of the tools and how that might be set up and some of the benefits and stuff. I guess the bit we haven't touched on yet is um, from a a, a kind of customer service management perspective. Uh, Does Service Hub help or are there any kind of tools in there or anything specific that allows you to kind of I don't know. Start, I guess, monitoring data, monitoring volumes, monitoring uh, response times. You know, how well are we doing at all this stuff? How much resource do I need? Can I forecast? Do I need more people? I don't know. It, does it have those sorts of tools in?
1: All of those things there. Yeah, oh, I do. Get <laughs> so, my own question, so, have I? Your... <laughs> <laughs> well, just like any other area or you know hub within HubSpot, you, um, you can build uh, re- reporting dashboards for customer service, you know, and for, for tickets the, as ticket is an object, you know, you can build, uh, any using the custom report builder, you can build any sort of report around any of the ticket type data fields that are in the system. Um, so yeah, that could be time. It takes average time for ticket to close, you know, uh, average number volume of inquiries coming in per, uh, per team member, but yeah, any, any sort of metric that you, you know, you want to manage, um, yeah, you can build a report around it in a dashboard around it. So customer service managers can have a, a complete overview of how their team are performing. Um, and you know, as I mentioned before as well, you have this, you have the survey tool built into HubSpot as well. So if you're sending out CES surveys from from HubSpot, you can also get um, you know, you, you can see exactly how your team are um, are coming across and performing overall, you know, um, that it's directly, you know, feedback directly from your customers and you can bring that into the dashboard as well. So yeah, you can build this really nice set of uh, customer service management dashboards, but also you can build out um, individual dashboards as well, which I think is really important for uh, for businesses businesses to do when they have this level of data access to this level of data. So individual reps, customer service reps, can actually can actually see their own performance on their own personal dashboard, and they can manage their own workload as well on their own dashboard as well. So um, yeah, there's there's lots of scope to be able to um, to measure. Performance across the entire business function with with um, reporting. And,
0: and, and I guess, look, a, a lot of that stuff's easy to think. Okay, you know, you're managing a team. You want to know how many inquiries they've answered, or how many times they've picked up the phone, or how quickly they're responding to things. And 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 that that is really important data for managing a business. But I think it's also important to highlight, you, you know, that, that some of that reporting. Can be set up in a way that it kind of flags training requirements you know if, if if certain uh types of inquiries aren't being dealt with in the same way how you know is there a training requirement do you need to upskill the team is there some product training or is there some um some training actually on service hub and hubspot so it, i guess it, it sort of helps to flag those things as well and and, and just you know make your team more effective
1: yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, you, you can get, uh, you know, you can measure an individual rep's performance completely as long as they're using the platform properly. And also, I mean, that it, it can flag up if they're not, if some of your team aren't using the platform properly as well, because you'll soon be able to see that in the data, but yeah, you, if you're doing sort of like a uh, personal development and you're, you're, uh, you know, you're trying to measure individual performance. Yeah. All of those, all of those of um, that sort of reporting can be built in and it, yeah, it can inform, PD training plans going forward, and it, yeah, it's the full package for, for for customer service managers to really manage their their team to a certain extent. You know, on on this platform.
0: Um. So yeah, I guess you know, look, obviously, we, we see it a lot in uh, in sales teams, don't we? In terms of uh, you know, when you when you start getting access to kind of reports and dashboards and things, you can actually, you know, it's not only a management issue, is it? But you can introduce a bit of gamification into that team. Because you can provide kind of public reports, shared reports, whatever it might be, to see how people are performing against each other, just to try and kind of uh, to to increase performance. But I guess with with Service Hub and and maybe the reporting that comes on the back of that, you could probably do something similar with the customer service team, right? Yeah, I,
1: I, definitely. I mean, I, I guess it's how you want how you run your service team, and and, uh, and the and the volume of inquiries you're getting through, and the type of customers and clients you're you're dealing with, whether. You know, whether you want to measure, um, you know, you want to create a bit of uh, gamification with, with the team or you want to um, focus on, instead of not focus on volume, you want to focus on building relationships. So, you know, with HubSpot, you can you can measure both of those. You know, you can measure volume and you know, the time it takes to close tickets and how many tickets you're closing and making sure, you know, the service team are getting through the required amount of, of inquiries. But also you can measure the quality of the interactions you're having. Um, with with customers and clients as well through the use of um, the CES surveys that you you send out and and again like all these metrics you know they can be they can be added into dashboards and uh, um, and can and can be monitored um, uh, on on an instant basis so um, yeah there's is yeah. Just both sides
0: okay well look I think we're 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 more or less there on time but um, you know let, let's try and kind of sum up a little bit because you know, as ever with kind of these things on, on HubSpot, I guess there's so much functionality and so much potential. It's kind of hard to to kind of dive into all of it in, you know, the 30 minutes or so that, that we have. But I guess from, from what you've talked through, for, for me, it's like, you know, if, if, you, if your business is operating on HubSpot, if your sales and marketing teams are on HubSpot, absolute no-brainer to get your customer service teams on there as well. But um, regardless of that, like, there's so much functionality and opportunity to just be more specialized about what you're doing, more laser focused, get the right people on the right jobs and then kind of measure all that stuff and use it as a real proactive tool for businesses to deliver, you know, world class kind of customer service and play that back to to kind of sales and marketing and, and have all that data room in one place so that you can make data driven decisions. But, you know, I guess there's, there's
1: loads more we could go into, but I don't know. How, how would you sort of sum it up? So, so, I mean, in, in my point of view, Ian, I think um, HubSpot is a is a brilliant solution. HubSpot Service Hub is a brilliant solution, especially if the the rest of the business, you know, you think marketing and sales operations are already using the platform. Um, it makes a huge amount of sense that if, if you're a service team that you don't sit and the rest of the team are on HubSpot and the rest of the business are on HubSpot is that you move over uh, onto the platform as well because it just opens up this this extra level of of data and um and tool sets that you you know that that everything just will just work together and and it becomes it becomes quite seamless and uh, you can align with the rest of the business so that makes sense don't get me wrong there's you know there's others i don't you know don't be too biased for hubspot but it's um you know there's a lot of other systems out there that are purpose built and do a great job as well. You know, we mentioned a few um, throughout the podcast too. So don't think that HubSpot is the be all and end all, you've got to move on to it. Um, But it, it, you know, like I say, it it does a great job, um, you know, when it's already been set up and it's already being used across the business.
0: Maybe that's the point, right? That, you know, enterprise level businesses, HubSpot has been going up market in terms of reaching enterprise level customers, right? And the focus has, has, has traditionally been on sales and marketing. But I think maybe the point here is that actually, you know, if you if you are using HubSpot, just be reassured that Service Hub and you can run your service teams through Service Hub and it is just as good as any other product. It does everything you need, loads of opportunity uh, to, to, to help support your kind of business goals, um, and, and it's all there for you. Maybe that's the point. Um, Good stuff, well look, Matt, appreciate your time. We'll let you get back to uh, back to your clients, but um, yeah, really good to kind of give an overview of Service Hub and, and some of the benefits. Um, it's coming up more and more often, certainly in the conversations I'm having uh, from a new business perspective around, you know, look, that, that kind of long-term growth now coming from um, a, a world-class customer experience and customer service is clearly a majorly important factor. You've been listening to Podspot, the UK's only HubSpot-themed podcast this week with Matt Wood, Head of Digital with Carmen Digital. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do share it with friends and colleagues, tag us on socials, and if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. If this is the first episode you've listened to, there is another 41 episodes uh, out there, so uh, find it wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you.